It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much needed change in this country. Without Black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of Black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. Hello, world. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm Zim. I'm one half of the dynamic duo with my man Ace Boogie, who can be found in New Stripe City on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find me on Instagram at Zim underscore Hude and on Twitter at Zim Hude. The clip that was just played was an excerpt or actually the full statement from Roger Goodell um, speaking out on the racial injustices in America that are currently uh, at the forefront of society. It wasn't uh, it was in a direct response from the players who just released a statement the day prior uh, with the likes of Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson's people that are pretty much people who happen to be players in the NFL that are absolutely standing up for racial um, injustices in America and, and striving for equality. And they're no longer going to be able to say that they can be pigeonholed into one corner and they can ever um, not be able to silent pro- protest again. And just to catch everybody up to speed, in the past week or so, in the George Floyd murder that was caught on tape um, from a Minneapolis police department, a couple of bad policemen that were responsible for his death um, from there, there have been protests. And I think what struck a chord in America is that it's not often in time that you see protests that turn so violent in so many different instances. And for the most part, from my standpoint, this is just my pure opinion. There weren't that many protests that would have everybody like up in arms about it. But because of the media coverage and because there was there there were looting and there was uh protests that are going on as we speak as I'm recording right now right and too many times i i feel like there are silent protests that happen a la uh Colin Kaepernick that somehow the subject gets changed and i think for the first time ever in a long time especially for our younger uh Hootay fans that are listening to this you saw something that could probably come directly to your street. And when I say that, I mean that like physically to your street currently in the, in the now. Right. And because of it, it caused more of an uproar. There are many people that would probably argue against, you know, the, 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 the violent protests or the looting or anything like that. 
And I will probably be one of the people that will say, hey, there's no need to do that. But if you stand back and look at the history of America and you currently look at what's going on right now and how the players were able to even speak and say, hey, you know what? We will silent protest on any issue that we feel is unfair and we deem viable, right? And because of those protests, I think that were violent, I, I feel like it gave players, people like myself and, and other outlets and stuff like that, a good way to say, you know what? If you if you all aren't listening to the to the demands that we have from a equality standpoint, then you saw how bad it can get. Do you want that to come down your street? So now it kind of tilted the leverage in the favor of the players because for the last three years, if you go back four years, it was uh, this big debate early on about uh, silent protesting during the national anthem. But now move over move forward fast forward to 2020 now i think most people will welcome it because they seen what can happen when people don't listen to silent protests and so i thought it was very important that roger goodell came back with that statement and he said exactly what you heard in that clip and whether you believe him or not that doesn't that isn't anything that i i i, I think is a is an issue for me or anything, I, I never get my mind in this um, this subjective force where I'm just looking at everything for what could be a motive or conspiracy theories, right? I'm going to take most of what you give me for what it's worth because I won't have the opportunity to meet a Roger Goodell. I do know, however, he's made a lot of money in this league, right, as being the commissioner. And I feel as though right now he's at this point where now he's made enough money where he doesn't have to be I was going to say a slave to the owners, not to suggest that Roger Goodell has been a slave to owners or a slave in any sense of the word, given the current times that we're living in. Right. Like, wow, this is crazy. You got to bear with me, people. This is a tough podcast for me. But what I mean is Roger Goodell for years has been like the the tilted liaison towards owners, right? But now he's in a position to create his own legacy. So how he acts and how he reacts to what current players are telling him that they want is very important for his legacy. Whether he has any other motives other than that, whether he truly believes that there needs to be something done about the the, the racial injustices in America doesn't even it doesn't matter to me and the only reason why i bring that up is because so many people dm me or they message me and say well he's only doing this for this he's only well it doesn't matter we didn't get anything four years ago uh up to this point when we when the players first you know wanted to peacefully protest and now flash forward to 2020 i feel like we're getting progress when you get the face of the nfl such as patrick mahomes deshaun watson's of the world coming out and saying we won't stand for it that's a big step for football that's a big step for America, and that's a big step for equality. I think it's a perfect time for me to just let the cat out the bag. I am an African-American people, and I had to break the ice some type of way, right? Because I don't want you guys to listen to this and say, man, like, you know, like, how do I treat these guys? How do I, you know, like, just love us like you've been loving the Houday Nation. Treat us like Joe Burrow would, Right. Joe Burrow comes from Athens, Ohio, who currently has a 4% African-American population, right? 
barely tweets. Last time he ever even tweeted was probably like a month ago. Joe Burrow is one of the first people to speak out on this. He says the black community needs our help. They have been unheard for far too long. Open your ears, listen, and speak. This isn't politics. This is human rights. I think it's very important that to note this. The leadership qualities of a Joe Burrow and everything that I ever imagined from a quarterback, you know, playing for my favorite team, I thank God every day. Because whether this thing works out or not, I feel like he gave me the groundwork to cheer for something very special. And that brings me great joy every day in my life. This is someone who probably had never even been exposed to black people like myself until he probably got to college, you know, for the most part. And I can't speak on his upbringing and everything like that, but I do know a genuine heart when I see one. And I thought that was really, really special that he came out and said those kind words. And it really meant a lot to me because whether you're white or black, I think it's very key that you understand in the the most important part of Joe's tweet. He says, listen and speak for so so long, I feel like there are so many people that are currently even listening right now. There are people that are in the world that are identifying and maybe not living in the same struggles of an African-American person. You probably have your own struggles. We all got our own things. But I think one of the greatest things that you could do is share perspective. And I share the perspective of anyone living in, you know, uh, impoverished areas or anyone living with the shorter end of the stick because I too had some points in my life where I wasn't given all the resources, you know, that everybody else was given and my family made a way and some people are blessed enough to get out of that. And some people aren't, but no matter what I get to, I'm going to understand what it's like to have the plight of the black man on my shoulders, right? Every day that I walk outside, but some people won't ever have that opportunity. And I think it's very key that Joe Burrow, uh, he felt he felt what we felt, even though he's not black. And that's all I ask for people to do. So when you see George Floyd dying on camera, if you haven't seen the video, to me, your number one problem or your number one thing that you should be focusing on moving forward with this whole thing is how do we make sure that that doesn't happen again? Joe Burrow wasn't the only one who spoke on these issues um, from a Bengals perspective or on the current Bengals roster. There have been plenty of people. The next person I wanted to highlight was Logan Wilson. He went on to have a, a very important tweet, I thought, too, and I thought it was really bold of him for, as a rookie coming into this league, to be comfortable in his own skin. Because he, too, like Joe Burrow, is also Caucasian, right? But very key in his statement that he put out is he quoted um, – it's a very important commandment, but the very most important part of it was love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And I thought that whether you are black, white, brown, purple, blue, that's what America is about. Right. And I thought that was really, really special for him to come out and say that Khalid Kareem also had a very important statement I thought that he put out right in this very pivotal time. And if you don't know Khalid uh, Kareem, he was recently drafted by the Bengals. Um, he was on our show. So if you guys haven't heard that episode, please make sure you go back to the Orange is the New Black podcast. Check out his interview where um, 
we give you an introduction into who he is. He's a very special kid. I really, really fell in love with like everything that he was saying, and he pretty much had Super Bowl in his mind. But he had a tweet too, and I'm not going to read it in its entirety, but please check him out. It's Khalid underscore Kareem 53. He just starts it off by saying, this is something that's been on my heart for quite some time. You don't have to agree with me. Just understand where I'm coming from. You want to show people that you care. Show them by being genuine. Show them that you are truly invested and that you hear what they're saying. Don't just chime in and post something on social media for self-gratification or to check a box. This isn't something you can just post and forget about like you made an impactful contribution. Don't mistake activity with achievement. And I thought that was very key that he said that. And he goes on to say some really, really cool stuff, too. But I think in this day and age, it's really, really tough to try to weed out, like, you know, what's what's really from someone's heart and what are they doing to what we call clout chase, right? So even when he did that, I, I was already on this whole thing where, you know, I am so fed up with the social injustices in America that I can't sit around, you know, like. If people follow me, you know my story, how I was, I guess, from from the beginning that you probably found me. I always had some, you know, really, really nice stuff, really cool stuff. And But I give you bits and pieces on where I've come from and even to now where now I've moved on up. Now I got a really big house and, you know, like it's Zim who, you know, like and, and I show people like the good things. And, I, and I, I hope that it's conveying a message that Bengals are all, you know, like being a Bengals fan doesn't mean that you have to settle for that that random person at a bar that says, how did you become a Bengals fan? Like, what made you be like, that was my whole goal, you know, to start this thing up and no one ever had to question you saying that ever again. And that comes true. That comes from my heart. So even when I uh, went out and I protested several days this past week, you know, I want people to know that you don't have to do anything because someone told you to or because you're trying to gain recognition but at the same time your silence says a lot too and so I couldn't be silent in the past week I feel like me and Ace have probably gone through so many different emotional highs and lows that um I don't know if you would have got the best show from us we also had like some schedule conflicts too but for the most part, I think it's been pretty positive, and I like to focus on how Bengals um, are reacting to these different things. And one of the things that I I wasn't upset by it, but the Bengals were very silent, you know. But I will say this: there are a lot of franchises that came out and just had a quick statement just to say it, right? Just to put it out there really quick. I think that the Bengals did do exactly what Joe Burrow said. You know, listen and then speak. Don't just listen and then do nothing. So if you're listening to this right now and you have a problem with some different things that are going on that you you feel as though may impact your community, you can go impact those things by voting. You can go impact those things by donating. You can go impact those things by silent protesting. You could you you could do it by vocal protesting. You could do it. You can do it so many different things. But your silence, just pure silence, move on with the world, is a very telling sign. Because when I see someone like George Floyd die right there on camera, any value that I would have with me being in America, any value of property goes out the window for me. 
and the reason why I say that is you got to think when you see Middle East um, protests or you see bombers or you see these different uh, suicide bombers and different things like that, or you see these images that are portrayed through American media of other countries, they show you the worst, right? So what do you think is currently going on right now? In other countries, people are DMing me from UK all over the world saying, Zim, are you okay? It's because they're showing us, the, they're showing everybody else the very worst. If you go out and you stand for nothing and you do nothing in your community, if you say nothing, you don't do anything, and everything is as it goes on as what it was before, right? Then you face some of these things that these players are talking about um, where you're going to be dealing with some things that will directly affect you very, very shortly if you don't treat your neighbor, you know, as though he is one of you. And that's where, I guess, Black Lives Matter comes stems from, all these different things stem from, where you have to make sure that you share the perspective of your neighbor and your brother and your friend, your fellow who they person. And I think it's really important that these three brave uh, people, I, I also want to highlight Auden Tate, uh, also was part of the cleanup and stuff like that. But what I was saying is the if they're constantly showing us the worst on TV in all these other countries, right, then the value of the United States is drastically dropped. So everything that you're complaining about as far as, like, what you don't like from the protesting is now going to be 100 times worse later if you do nothing. And I feel as though the Bengals silently listen. They listen for the most part. Then they came back in a big way. And they were, I believe, if not the last, the second to last to make a stand against racial injustice. They did that in the form of $250,000. And it's called the Bengals Listen First Pledge Action. And I, I was really, really proud of them because they're currently right now at a um, a stage where they want to listen to what the players are saying. They want to listen to what the coaches are saying. And um, they highlighted some very, very important um, statements that I thought were really, really cool. Um, the team of Paul Brown, the Pro Football Hall of Fame coach, famous for, fam for saying, when you lose, say nothing. When you win, say even less. They vow action rather than words in Saturday's comments it released on their website. The Bengals reaffirmed the principles of diversity and equality Brown fought to Cincinnati when he found the franchise 52 years ago. Please do not mistake a lack of public commentary for indifference. The Bengals organization believes that fighting prejudice into discrimination requires action, but to do so, they listen first. And they did that. They highlight some of the things that they did, like hiring um, uh, Marvin Lewis. Uh, they talked about Mike Brown broke into the game at a 12-year-old, sneaking into a college dorm so he could play with uh, black players like um, Willis Motley and <clears> – <throat> I'm sorry, with Willis Motley and Horace Gillum, a tree of the earliest um, African-Americans to play fo pro football. There are different highlights that they that, that they wanted to do, but pretty much the 250000 will be dispersed as they listen. And I think it's very important that a lot of people currently right now are listening to what they think is affecting them currently just on their street. But you got to listen to um, 
your 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 friends, your neighbors, whether they're black, white, or brown, and more importantly, if your if your black brother, such as myself, is telling you that some things aren't right, just give me a listen. And I think from that, the biggest problem that you may currently have may seem very very small later. The biggest problem is the injustice in America um, with cops that are currently. Um, harming people, hurting people, and killing people for no reason. If you solve that problem, I think a lot of your other problems will be, you know, they'll be fixed, so to say. But it's not going to happen overnight. I think it's really, really important that we focus on the problem right now. And I and I want to commend the Bengals for coming out and doing that. And I'm proud to say I'm a Bengals fan. I'm proud to say I'm an American. I'm proud to say I protested, and I think everybody's got to do their part, and I'm looking forward to a great season. As we currently stand, Zach Taylor and the boys, they're in the building, masks on, ready to go. They're going to work. Uh, uh, OTAs are, 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 are upon us coming up. We have a tentative start date, uh, June 27th, I believe. I don't know if that date has changed. We have a really, really good guest I want next week to come on that's going to speak about some of the cap space stuff. So I'm really, really excited about that, too. At this point, I think it's time that we get Ace to say what he thinks on, um, you know, some of these statements that I've said. There's been so many people that have spoken out. Adrian Peterson that has said some really good stuff about um, uh, players kneeling this year and not being afraid different things that we should welcome. I think it's really uh, admirable, too, just to go back to Roger Goodell, how he's saying that they got it wrong. And I think a lot of conditioning uh, for people thinking that Colin Kaepernick somehow wasn't a good football player anymore. Same people that said that Colin Kaepernick wasn't a good football player are the same people that cheered for a guy that never went to the playoffs in Andy Dalton, right? But Colin Kaepernick puts up 400-something yards in a Super Bowl when Dalton never even sniffed it, right? So there's a lot of conditioning that goes on through social media, popularity, comments, all different types of things that I don't think you guys realize. But I think it's time that everybody wakes up and we get involved and we start trying to support each other a lot more. I'm excited for the season. We got a lot of different things on the cusp. I think it's one last note that I have that is, um, really, really important, I think, is Dalvin Cook came out recently and said that he's going to possibly he's going to sit out all his OTAs. He's possibly going to hold out with the new CBA. I'm not sure how that's going to work out for him, but I think it's very important because the threshold where he's in the same dollar value that I feel like Joe Mixon would be in uh, somewhere between 10 and 13 million because. Yeah, between ten and thirteen million is is the is what I think they're seeking. I don't think anyone's trying to get McCaffrey sixteen million dollar money, uh, but it's very important because Dalvin Cook is very comparable to Joe Mixon. So I like to get you guys' thoughts on that. What do you think Mixon should do? I think you all kind of spoke on it before, but I think the Dalvin Cook statement and the things that he came out recently are very very important for Joe Mixon moving forward coming up. Um, which I think, and I am very confident that the Bengals will get a deal done with him. I think the deal happens before the season, actually. Love you guys. Hootay.